All right, it's your boy DJ Cyclops with another edition of After the Music Stops, where we bring you your favorite mainstream and independent artists' music and behind their music stories of their life. And today I have a wonderful, beautiful, lovely, talented Chanel Narcissus. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So how are you doing today? I am fantastic. How are you? I'm I'm making it. I'm making it. <laughs> I'm making I'm sure. it. <laughs> so for people that don't know who you are, let the world know who you really are. Okay. Um, well, as you said, I'm Chanel Narcissus. I am an independent neo-soul recording artist. Um, I'm an audio engineer. I'm a music teacher, I'm a private music teacher. Um, I'm in, uh, what else do I do? I do so much stuff. Um, I'm an actress, a SAG after actress. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. <laughs> all right, all right. So let's, let's dig into the audio engineering. How long have you been doing audio engineering? Well, I started um, technically uh, in 2007 when I decided to start trying to produce my own music. Um, but I went to Sheffield and well, Sierra Sheffield Institute of Recording Arts in Phoenix, Maryland, um, in 2012, and got my audio engineering degree from there. Um, and from that point on, I just continued from there. Nice, and that was one of my options of going to school, but I ended up going really? full sail. So yeah, I went to full sail. Ah, uh, that was okay. So that was on the list. That was absolutely on the list um, because I definitely wanted um, at that point my master's because I already had my bachelor's. So, um, but I just took a different course. Nice, nice. So, with that experience, mm-hmm. how has it helped you in your artistry? So, because you know a lot of artists doesn't know the behind the boards process. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you being able to do the audio engineering yourself, how has that helped you? over the years? Um, well, it definitely has made me self-sufficient. You know, I don't have to necessarily rely on others to get something done when it comes to um, the mixing process or I don't master, but I do send it out to a certain person. But um, just understanding, you know, levels and understanding how to record and getting the best recording or capturing the best recording possible is definitely key to any recording or any type of artist. So that has definitely helped me um, be able to produce quality um, recordings. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. And now you say you're a private music teacher. Yes. So (laughs) now, you know, there's a whole range when it comes to music teaching. So are you like a music teacher when it comes to like vocals? Are you a music teacher when it comes to like the audio engineering part? Or what what is it? So I teach private uh, private voice and private piano. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, and we also do audition prep, which is basically like if you have an acting audition or if you have a a singing audition or piano audition coming out, we get you prepared for it. Okay. Okay. So Mm -hmm. now with that being said, with the private voice lessons and the piano lessons, how has it uh, been since 2020 with the pandemic? Since I know a lot of things were virtual. Was it virtual Mm -hmm. for you? Or were you still going door to door? No, well, when it first hit, I wasn't really doing that many virtual lessons, to be honest. I was doing more so like in studio, meaning the student comes to me or I was traveling, you know, to their homes. But once the pandemic hit, it was like, it was scary because I'm like, well, this is a luxury. People don't have to take music lessons, you know? Um, And there's not, and especially in the acting side, there wasn't a lot going on then because they had to shut down production. So, you know, there was a lot happening. So I was really, really scared and nervous because I didn't know how it was going to affect me, you know, but to be honest, <laughs> my business tripled. <laughs> the pandemic. So I was like, what? <laughs> so, you know, just being able to be able to do fully online, it was a challenge for me as well, because I wasn't accustomed to that. I was accustomed to being in, you know, in studio with the, the client or the person um, or ha- more hands-on. And so to have to switch completely to, virtual it was definitely um a shock um but it was a welcome shock um so yeah it just it just helped me prepare you know for that volume that came in okay okay mm-hmm. and then the acting how long have you been acting and how did you get into that 
so <laughs> I've been acting for a long time. Um, I started with, you know, classes as a little girl. Um, sporadic though, it wasn't consistent. And, and as I got older, I started getting into more independent films until I joined the union um, back in 2011. And then the, the unions merged. So SAG and AFTRA merged. So they became one, which is now SAG-AFTRA. So I've been a part of that technically since 2012. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. okay. All right, so we got to know the artistry side of <laughs> Let's go deeper. Okay. Growing up, mm-hmm. growing up was what was your was your dream always to be an entertainer? Yes. So I knew I wanted to do music um, because my both of my parents are both self taught musicians. Um, okay. So my dad actually started me on the flute, <laughs> and then um, and then piano. But with piano, it was sporadic. Like, again, just like with acting, it was kind of lessons here and there. So it wasn't really anything consistent, but my parents were teaching me what I needed to know as far as the basics, right? And so once I got to college, um, you know, you have to decide what is your major going to be? What do you want to do? And I didn't want to do anything but music. So, you know, of course, I got a little, you know, um, I wouldn't say not support, but it was like, well, what can you do with music? Like, who you know everyone's not gonna make it as a singer everyone's not gonna make it you know as an entertainer but when you really look at music it's so broad there's so many things that you can do so I went to Oregon State University as a double major in vocal music and classical piano and here I am today recording artist teacher you know studio owner recording studio owner all of that so there's so much man I remember taking piano lessons when I was a kid Mm -hmm. that was horrible uh (laughs) a good teacher <laughs> that was horrible like i but the thing is i still remember the basics like my scales i still remember all that mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and then, you know in high school i actually joined a uh sympathy sympathy band but wow. i was actually doing the percussions okay so that you know uh working on the xylophone is basically the same thing as you know mm-hmm. uh, the piano i was like oh this is this is going to be easy. No, I really wasn't. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I get, you know, the, the different music abroad because like that going to a band, growing up, I wanted to be in a marching band. That's what I wanted. Really? But okay. going to the school, I, high school I went to, they didn't have a marching band. I was like, oh, this sucks. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like, okay, so what am I going to do now? So I joined the band not knowing I was going to change my instrument because I, like I said, I've been trained on piano, but then I started having a love for the percussion and mm-hmm. then, then the love for the drums. And, and you know, that was, that was me. So yeah, that, that I appreciate that now. Mm-hmm. I am mm-hmm. in the studio. I'm like, nah, I don't want that. Take that out. Let's put mm-hmm. it in. And I could actually play it instead of, like you said, relying on somebody else to do mm-hmm. it. so yeah mm-hmm. it, it's very it's very accomplishing when you can say okay i actually helped produce this track and mm-hmm. I, I element into this so yes mm-hmm. exactly so, um okay so you want to be a entertainer basically all your life yeah pretty much <laughs> pretty much i mean i've been playing piano since i was three so oh yeah so you didn't start that young i started like i was like seven uh, <laughs> But okay, so with if you couldn't be an entertainer though, what would you be doing? What do you mean? If you if you couldn't do if you couldn't act, if you couldn't sing, if you couldn't do none of that, what would you be doing? Oh gosh. Um <laughs> I, I don't know. Probably I know when I was in college, I took psychology and I just completely fell in love with it. Um, so probably had I taken it earlier, I might've changed my major. I'm not sure, but, um, probably in the psychology field. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. It was something that, you know, that drew me to it. So yeah. Nice. Nice. So that means if I couldn't do the arts, anything in arts, if I couldn't do anything in arts, I would probably go that route. Yeah. So that means you like to listen and help people with, Mm -hmm. you know, all that good stuff. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, 
study people's behaviors and all that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can do that. Uh-uh. I don't have the patience to do all that. Um, <laughs> so in high school, mm-hmm. all right. So was you you were in band in high school? I, I assume, right? No, I was in chorus. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. All right. Um, so outside of chorus, like what were you involved in? You said what was I involved in? Yeah. As far as like activities? Yes. And you know, just no- <laughs> normal stuff. Um, roller skating. I've <laughs> been um, <laughs> skating for years. Um, what else? Um, I mean, I was just, I've always been centered around music in some capacity or acting in some capacity. So um, anything outside of that, I mean, of course, you know, regular girl stuff, shopping and hanging out with friends, you know, things like that. But definitely in the arts, you know, creating stuff, um, painting, stuff like that. So you never, you never like dabbled in the, in the cheer or the volleyball, basketball stuff? (laughs) See, I, okay. So more so like in middle school, I did like track and things like that. I tried to get into tennis and um, those type of sports, but it didn't last long. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But okay. I do enjoy, I enjoy playing tennis, you know, um, I mean, I was really a tomboy growing up um, until I moved here from California, but I was really a tomboy. Like I was playing basketball, football. I mean, any sport you could possibly think of, I was playing it, you know, but as I got older um, and when I moved to Maryland, so I'm originally from New Jersey mm-hmm. um, and then I moved, my parents were separated. So my mom moved to the West coast, my dad stayed on the East coast. So I was going back and forth every few years or so. So I got to live that by that by coastal lifestyle. So once my parents kind of got back together, um, we moved here to Maryland and that's kind of when, not I won't say things shifted, but you know, the sports and kind of things like that kind of fell to the wayside a little bit. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So growing up on the East and the West coast, mm-hmm. How was your musical influences? Like, cause you, you got some, you got two dynamic coasts, you know, the West and the East Coast with great music coming out of it. So how mm-hmm. was musical influence during your early years? Um, well, I mean, my mom was, I, I would say my mom was a little bit more um stricter as it came to certain types of music like rap and you know especially back then because it was like real hardcore rap back then coming out you know so wasn't quite able to listen to that kind of stuff but I mean I've, I've had such a diverse background because my parents are so diverse um you know country music you know definitely coming from the west coast side um you know but then you have that jazz and that blues and the R&B from the east you know so so many it, my music repertoire was so eclectic um, we didn't listen to just one, you know, again, my parents are 30 and 31 years older than me. So we definitely listened to old school, you know, and I definitely think that that completely influenced me as an artist, um, listening to those, you know, that raw talent back then. I mean, it, you had to be able to play, you had to be able to sing, you had to have talent back then to even make it right. And even to create music. So definitely growing up listening to that. And again, listen to different genres of music definitely helped to shape me as who I am as an artist today. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, when you say an artist today, where do you put yourself? Neo soul. What? Where, where are you at? Generally, I mean, I know we have to classify, you know, just to kind of give it um, a, a broad spectrum. But I would say neo soul if I have to classify it. But my music is again so eclectic. You have the classical side of me, you know, because I'm classically trained. So you're going to hear that in my music. You're going to hear that old school type of feel as well. You're going to hear that that raw, authentic sound as well. So I, I, I hate to classify, but I know we have to, you know, being in the industry. So I would say definitely Neo Soul, if anything else. So like, you know, when you go to like iTunes, the genre. Mm-hmm. So under your name, your genre will be? Neo Soul. Gotcha. That's- I select, but sometimes they'll change it to R and B, which is, I mean, whatever. But gotcha. <laughs> I would say I'm Neo Soul. Gotcha. So, mm-hmm. how long have you been doing your own music? Since well, I released my first project in 2012. Okay. Um, recorded it, produced it, engineered it. The only thing I did not do on that album was master it. 
Mix and master it. I'm sorry. Mix and master it. Gotcha. Master mm-hmm. it, beast. So I'll let somebody else do that for me. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes, you know, when it comes to that process, to be honest, as the artist, you probably want a different perspective if you can help it. Someone that you trust, obviously, that understands who you are as an artist. But you definitely want to get a different perspective sometimes because when you have so many hands on, it kind of gets, sometimes it can get a little lost. Right. But when you have that different idea coming in, like, hmm, I didn't even think about that. Right. It can definitely enhance the overall um, project. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So from 2012 to 2022, mm-hmm. how has your music evolved over the 10 year span? Well, <laughs> um, of course, 2012, that was my baby. You know, I was a little bit younger uh, <laughs> then. Um, you know, so I had a different perspective of life and, you know, just different perspective of music back then, you know, and as I've evolved as an artist, my um, perspective has has grown, has changed, has evolved as, as it should. Every artist should evolve over the years. So I think with this this next album that I'm working on finishing up now, um, you're going to see that growth. You're going to hear the growth. Um, and I'm super, super proud of it because you want to grow again. You want to grow as an artist, right? You don't want to stay the exact same. Um, so I'm definitely stepping a little bit more out of my comfort zone on this next album. <laughs> so yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I'm really excited about it. Um, I, I, I can't wait for people to hear the growth, um, not only in my artistry, you know, the production side, but as my vocal ability, all of that. Hello? Yep. Can you hear me? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right so um with with that over the 10 years who have you worked with and going forward who would you like to work with oh um so the first project again I did it all by myself and I'm, I was in this zone where I just wanted to do everything by myself because I got burned. You know, I got as many stories as you heard, people getting, you know, horror stories and working with other people. You know, I didn't have such a great experience. So that was kind of my motivation to do things on my own, do everything by myself. I don't need anybody. I don't want to work for anybody. Cause I don't, I, I want to own my stuff. You know, I don't want to, I want any issues. And so now coming into this new project, you know, I'm opening more up to working with other artists and other producers which is really difficult for me because I am so used to doing every single thing. But at some time, you know, it gets tiring. Like you want to have different ideas come in, right? Not just your own, just different ideas and and see the beautiful collaboration that can come from that. Um, So for me, I I, I just feel like, hmm, (laughs) that's a really good question. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I, I gotta think about that one a little bit more. <laughs> That's a good yeah. question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So, all right. So, being that you started off so young and then started off by yourself, it's like you have that only child syndrome. You know, <laughs> you know, no one, no one can touch my stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm, I'm the complete opposite because I started off in a group. Yeah. Mm, okay going into like doing stuff all by myself is like oh well okay i don't have nobody else here to pick up where i left off so i gotta go. mm-hmm. so yeah so it oh yeah we have similar journeys but kind of like opposite like yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so all right let me ask you this when's the mm-hmm. first time and all right when's the first time and where were you when you first heard your song on the radio? Probably the very first um, internet radio interview that I did. Um, Yeah, and then that was my first internet. My first terrestrial interview was actually at Morgan 88.9. They were my very, very first uh, terrestrial uh, interview. So that would probably be... Ooh, what year was that? Like 2013, 2014, I think, um, at the actual studio <laughs> with okay. them. So okay. um, outside of that, honestly, I haven't heard it. I mean, 
Well, that's not true because there's a station here, Power Power Four Point Four, who's played who plays my music all the time. So I've t- chimed in for that. But um, as far as just like by surprise, like wait a minute, um, I actually haven't experienced that yet. I haven't experienced that yet. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Um, who are your musical influence? Like, who who did you like want to? work well I ain't gonna say work with but like who would you like say inspired you to do music far as in the industry because I know you say your parents were a big influence but like in the industry who did you look up to um I mean again just listening to the music that they listened to like growing up listening to that you know I always was told I had an old soul an old soul and I think that's partly why um but you know I mean I I grew up listening to any and everything, you know, but my favorites were like Anita Baker. Oh, I love Anita Baker. Anita Baker, um, you know, Teddy Pendergrass, um, the OJs, you know, um, the Temptations. I mean, I can go on and on for days, um, but like now, like currently, if I could work with, let's say three artists, my top would probably be Glenn Lewis. I love Glenn Lewis. I don't know if you're familiar with him um definitely Anita Baker hands down <laughs> Anita Baker all day um and prop I mean there's so many that I would love to work with but probably um it would be a toss between Sade India Irie and Lettucey okay okay yeah all right yeah. all right and I have got old soul too because my dad was a musician my dad was okay. a- he was a DJ as well. Wow. So, you know, okay. um, I grew up listening to the house, like, uh, well, of course, like the Temptations. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I listened to function, SOS band, the Gap band. Mm-hmm. That, people like that. And it still inspires me today. Yeah. Because I, as being a DJ, I know so much about that type of job like that type of era of music and they'd be like man like where do you know all this music from i'm like well hey because i grew up listening mm-hmm. like Ari hathaway you know people like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. You know, uh who else who else Luther vandross like you oh, know yeah. oh, so people, you know That's, people like that Bells, Greens, i mean all of them Supreme, <laughs> my mother is a huge billy holiday fan um so i got introduced to her via my mom so oh Phyllis Hyman, don't get me started. <laughs> like, you know, I was so excited when the Temptations movie came out. I don't know why I was young, but I was like, "Ooh, that's watching!" Like, yeah, I, I wanted to see that. And then the mm-hmm. five heartbeats, and you know, movies like that, I love because yeah. I love them as you know, uh, true artists. You know, mm-hmm. and you um, see what journey really is. People see the finished product. Exactly. They don't see the behind the scenes. They don't see the countless nights working and grinding in the studio they don't see you know they don't see any of the process they just see the finished product right so see like what they had to go through especially in this industry you know it's like from then until now it's kind of the same thing like nothing much has not changed really um from the struggling of, of navigating through this industry at times so yeah i i love those stories just seeing you know their backgrounds and seeing what they had to go through and you know in essence they paved the way for artists today Uh and we're paving the way for the artists for tomorrow you know what I mean so it's just yeah it's it's a blessing to see those stories yes because like you know um even like the biopics of today like uh the TLC movie the um Mm -hmm. the uh new edition Bobby Brown movies you know stuff like that you know and like you said, it's paving a way for a next generation because mm-hmm. now a younger generation is seeing, okay, is getting, you know, introduced to these people. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's what I, like I said, I grew up getting introduced to all these people. Like, I went to a Frankie Beverly Maze concert because I was like, I want to actually go to a Frankie Beverly Maze concert. Mm-hmm. So, you know, those, those type of people that I grew up on is still influencing me today. Okay, mm-hmm. when I put out music, I'm trying to get a sound just like that, 
But don't get me wrong, I have my hood in me because I still do <laughs> a Snoop Dogg. I still listen to, you know, Bone Thugs and Harmony. Uh-huh. You know, Bone Thugs and Harmony, that was like my top all-time rap group. Yeah, oh, I love them. Oh, and, my God. And, you know, uh-huh. I actually got to see them at a young age. Wow. I was, like, I was only like nine years old. When it mm-hmm. So, uh, but seeing them, it was just like, wow. Like, you know, and like, seeing people today like jasmine sullivan i mm-hmm. love jasmine sullivan hands down i think she's better than beyonce don't quote me that. <laughs> but they, yes they're definitely both talented in their own lanes <laughs> yes yes so you know it, it's good to see like you know especially like a younger generation get mm-hmm. to experience like the old stuff like i yeah. love how uh bruno mars and anderson pop did a uh love train uh remake mm. and from from confunction and you know a lot of people didn't you know a lot of the younger generation didn't know that was a remake until i mean let's play the original song right a lot of these songs and you know the young generation doesn't know that they're remakes a exactly. lot of them exactly you know? so mm-hmm. you know um you know i'd rather be with you uh beyonce's version Mm-hmm. Let's go back to the Booksy Congress version, though. Mm-hmm. You know, so stuff like that, I love to say, okay, let me educate you on this music. Because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people, uh, young, younger generation, don't know the, like you said, the ins and outs behind mm-hmm. the music and, you know, where this music is actually coming from today. Because, like you said, a lot of music today is being remade from songs before. back then. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. I think some of them need to leave alone, but we're not going to talk about that. Um, <laughs> you have a classic, just leave it alone. <laughs> like just, exactly, exactly, exactly. So touch. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Let, okay. All right. So let me ask you this. With mm-hmm. your music, how do you feel, how do you feel about like sampling the old music? Um, because I know a lot of artists that don't like to sample old music because of what you just said, because it's a classic. Mm-hmm. So, are you asking would I remake a song yeah. or I would be open to it um one song I, I've, I've had in mind for such a long time but just never really went for it was uh Roberta Flax um uh, uh what is the name of the song um uh feel like making love okay I love that song like I love it and I had so many ideas you know over the years to to kind of remake it in a sense but I don't know I just feel like sometimes again just leave certain classics alone (laughs) it was perfect the way it was right um but not you know discredit anyone who do you know sample anything like I generally don't sample um all my music is original music um with this next project I do have I'm working with again I'm working with um, DJ King Ray, he's a phenomenal um, producer. Um, he he does a lot of sampling as well. So there will be some sampling on this next album, but uh, majority will still be original. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. So with going into the next project, how much of it is you by yourself compared since you know you said you do have help coming in? So how much percentage is you on this project? As far as writing? Writing, producing. Um, well, there's only right now, there's only one song on this album that I did not write as okay. far as music. Um, everything else I wrote. <laughs> um, uh, DJ King Ray has done production for me on this album. Um, I called in my friends, uh, Jay Peasy. He's a bassist. Um, he's on this album, um, a good friend of mine, he's actually on my single Pretty Eyes, uh, Steve G, he's on there. Um, as far as the instrumentation, yeah, I, I brought some people in as far as writing, it's me. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. All right, so, Chanel. Yes. Let's <laughs> go outside of music. Okay. Okay, so what's, what's it like? in the everyday life of Chanel, like besides the music, how's like, walk us through a day with Chanel. 
<laughs> well, it's not far from music because I mean, I'm a teacher. So, you know, I'm a full-time private music teacher. So I, I get up, I take care of my dogs, <laughs> um, teach for the day and um, either, you know, I'm into arts and crafts and DIY. I, I'm really heavy into that. Um, so I'll either work on a project, whether it's a crochet project, whether it's a canvas I'm working on, a painting I'm working on. Um, it just really depends on the day, the mood, um, how busy my day is with teaching, how not busy my day is with teaching. Um, but yeah, especially with the pandemic, like I'm not going out like that. You know, I might go out to dinner here and there, <laughs> but I'm still trying to be, I know we're kind of like, you know, restless to staying in the house, but at the same time, I'd rather be safe than sorry. So I limit how much or how often, you know, I go out. But other than that, yeah, I'm always doing something crafty. Um, whether it's home decor, you know, fixing up my house, <laughs> um, again, working on canvases, painting, um, crocheting, whatever. Gotcha. 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 So anything art, you got your hands in. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So with the pig, all right, with the pandemic, I, I know you mm -hmm. say you like to stay safe and sorry. Um, how has it been over the years? Because I know a lot of people has been able to express their feelings through this pandemic, through their music. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of people is just kind of shut down. So which one are you? Are you the one that just kind of let everything go through your music over the years where you just writing like crazy or you, you just like conservative and keeping it to yourself? I make sure both, you know, um, I'm the type of artist who doesn't like to force anything. So if I'm not feeling uh, creative or if I'm not in that creative space, I don't like to try to force myself to do something because then I feel like it's not, not that it's not authentic. It's just, it's, it's, it's being forced, right? I like to naturally feel like to naturally write, you know, um, when I do write, you know, it's most likely something that I've experienced, you know, something I've seen, um, everything I write about are true stories, <laughs> right. Um, especially my tug of war series. Um, that's all true story that truly happened. Um, so for me, it, it's a mixture. It really is a mixture. Um, it just depends on the mood, depends on the space, the mental space that I'm in. Um, you know, one thing for me, I have to be mentally healthy for me to be able to create if that makes sense. Gotcha. Yeah. And, and you know, what you just said, mentally health, healthy, a lot of these artists that I've talked to over the past few months, mainstream and independent, that's been the biggest issue is the mental mm -hmm. health because, mm -hmm. you know, uh, some, you know, started off very, very young to where they couldn't really handle everything at one time at that mm. young age. And then it's some people that's just started off, but it's kind of older, but still like very, you know, mentally drained. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Absolutely. like, I know um, with myself, you know, I feel like music, like you said, sometimes it's very therapeutic because- It is therapeutic. It's the universal language. Exactly. So, you know, um, I think that's why I love R&B so much because mm. I can, if I don't want to write because I feel a certain type of way, I can always go to a song that I'm related mm. to and I guess to listen to it. And mm -hmm. I think that's what people get upset with me at sometimes because I'll be DJing. I forget I'm out DJing somewhere. I'm in my feelings about something else. And I'm just playing music that's catered to me. And they're like, so what's wrong with you today? I'm like, oh, <laughs> God, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> you know. So, <laughs> so it's, it's just like music is it's, it's really my therapy. So, yeah, you know, um, you know, I, I've been in some type of music since I was two years old. I've been in choir since I was two. Started mm -hmm. playing instruments when I was seven. Started mm -hmm. doing audio engineering in high school. And, you know, all that came together, but I always had that love for music. Mm -hmm. So, like, I don't care. I could just take the lyrics and just listen to the lyrics or even just read the lyrics. I don't mm -hmm. even have to 
I don't even have to, you know, listen to the instrumentation behind it. I just like reading the mute, the lyrics. Uh-huh. Now, when it comes to your lyrics and uh-huh. it, with your instrumentation, how is that when it comes to your creative process? Are you, because I know you say you, you do most of your music. So is it you do the music first and then write or is it you write and then do the music? It's both. It's both. I could be literally in the bed and be four o'clock in the morning. I'm a night owl. So I could be four o'clock in the morning I and something spark me and I have to write it down, right? No, no type of indication of how I want it to go or anything, just writing the lyrics, just feeling, writing down what I'm feeling. Um, mm-hmm. Or I could be in the studio and I could hear something. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Or I could hit a certain chord, like, oh, wait a minute. And then I spark a whole different idea. Um, you know, so I, with. <laughs> Some of my songs have literally been written by accident because I was working on something else and then I, something else just sparked. I'm like, ooh, okay, let me start this idea, which created another song, right? So it, it, for me, it, it just it just varies. There's, there's no right or wrong. There's no set process that I have. I can either write the music and then write something to that or I could already have my lyrics written and then shape something around that. Or I'll have one written one written here and never even thought to merge the two and then who knows it works so um it just it, it varies like I, I don't have a set process it's whatever comes comes gotcha gotcha mm-hmm. so uh we just left february you know, mm-hmm. i call it the month of love um, you know. <laughs> <Okay>. uh, <laughs> so uh with that being said how how has it been when it comes to relationships? Because different artists have different experience when it comes to relationships. Because some artists be like, it's hard trying to find that person that understands what you're doing all the time because your 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 music, your artistry is your dream and your passion. Mm-hmm. So that's where all your time is going. So mm-hmm. um, how is that when it comes to relationships with you is it is it difficult or do people understand or how how is it um I mean to be honest I think people try to understand but if they're not in the industry and they don't fully know the day-to-day or they don't understand what it takes to you know put out a record or to go in the studio for hours you know yeah they can say they understand but they don't live it Right. So they can try to be as understanding. I'm not saying that people don't. They can try to be as understanding as they can. But unless you're in the industry, you won't fully know. You know, like I can't speak on what it's like to be a doctor in the hospital every day. I can imagine. Yeah. Right. I can empathize with it, but I can't fully relate because I don't know. I'm not a doctor, you know. Um, so and not to say that relationships can't work, you know, if you're not working with somebody in the industry, that's definitely not true. But um, it definitely takes a lot of understanding. It takes a lot of compromise um on both parts you know yes you have a dream but if you're in a relationship with someone you have to compromise it's not just about you (laughs) right um and if you if you let it be known what your intentions are from the beginning then everybody's on the same playing field right so um I just I just think overall um relationships can be beautiful whether you're in the industry or not but it does take a little bit more for those who are not in the industry to fully understand and grasp what comes with it. I mean, you come with the notoriety, you come with, you know, people sliding. I mean, it's so much that happens, right? Again, behind the scenes that nobody sees. So it can have, it can definitely well work. Um, but I do find that people most likely who are in the industry have a better understanding, um, which is probably why you see a lot of people in the industry now who date other people in the industry because they fully understand, you know? Um, and then you have those who don't want someone in the industry, who wants someone who has no ties to what they do every single day, you know, to keep that balance sometimes. So I just think it all depends on the people. It depends on the people in the, in the, in the relationship. It depends on the communication, the relationship um, and, and clear uh, comprehension as well, because you can communicate all day long. But if you're not comprehending it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, Yeah. I, I just think, I mean, it's hard for any, any, uh, any area of, of work. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So with that, 
how has it been for you? Like, you know, is it, um, how can I say it? Is it, when you're in a relationship, has it been easy for you when you are in a relationship? Well, let me first, let me, let me back up, let me back up. Are you in a relationship? <laughs> oh, I'm currently not in a relationship, no. Okay. So with uh, over the 10 years that you have been doing the music, has it been a relationship that you've been in to where you experienced the rough patches or how has it been? No, not really. <laughs> um, I mean, I have been in a relationship throughout the 10 years um, and it wasn't anything as far as, you know, having an issue with, you know, my career or anything like that. Um, generally, I, I gravitate more to supportive people um, or I try to, to gravitate towards supportive people. And when I feel like they're not supportive, um, then obviously it won't work regardless because right. this is what I do. So either you're on board with it or you're not, right? I'm not changing it for somebody because this is what I do. Just like I wouldn't ask someone to change their career because I don't like it or I'm uncomfortable with it. That's what you do. And I understood that going in. Once again, communication and then comprehension. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So, with the music, your art, um, where do you see yourself? Let's just put five years on. As far as what? My career? Yeah, your career. Uh, well, I'm hoping to land a major role, um, in a film or TV series as far as the acting side, okay. um, as far as the music side, um, I'm hoping that this next album really, really, um, is received well, um, and is extremely successful. I mean, it's already successful because it's, it's happening, but, um, you know, I'm hoping to go on tour for this album and, and of course, introduce people to my old, older music. So tour major um role in a film or tv series and um a successful album okay okay so are are since you kind of you know does do your own music are you mm -hmm. willing to work with other artists on their music like produce their music and stuff like that oh i have oh yeah okay mm -hmm. okay, okay. Mm -hmm. absolutely so how is that being on that side of things when it's like, okay, this is not my music. So how is it working with other artists when it comes to that? Um, I mean, you have to have two minds that want to work together, right? It's one thing to work with someone who just really doesn't want to work, right? And so it, it becomes complicated or it becomes frustrating because you're trying to merge two different people. Right. Um, but when it's, it's when you're working with a, a like minded person, it can be one of the most beautiful experiences. Um, again, it's two minds coming together to create this beautiful product or this beautiful project. Right. That would not have been otherwise because nobody is me and I'm and no one is that person. Right. So it's two unique people coming together to create a beautiful um, experience and a beautiful product. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. Now, over the 10 years, and you, you've been, like I said, like you said, you evolved over the 10 years, mm -hmm. but what has been, like, some of the, I said, I, I would like to say downfalls of, um, of your career that you had to where you learn from it and pick you back. You pick yourself right back up to learn and move on and build from it. Uh, well, for a, I put on my own concert back in 2015. So I was uh, I funded everything. I, I handled literally everything um, for that, and that was my very first big accomplishments because it was my first real live performance. It was a concert, you know. Um, all of my original music. Uh, and then shortly after that, I kind of went through some things and I kind of took a break or kind of not forced me, but it put me in the mindset to take a break. And so just kind of recovering from that again, mental health, right? Making sure you're mm -hmm. mentally 
um, okay, mentally healthy. Um, so I kind of, I didn't give up on music, but it just kind of was like, uh, uh. And then as time went on, you know, I started coming out of that and started getting back into, you know, my music. So one thing I, I learned from that is you cannot allow people to deter you from your dream. You have to keep going no matter what, because at the end of the day, they're going to do them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to do them. They're going to go on and live their life while you're over here suffering for what? Not to say you're not going to go through pain, not to say you're not going to be hurt. You know, that's, that's, that's just life. Um, but picking yourself back up and, and going back full force, that's where the beauty is. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the 2022 Chanel. Mm-hmm. If she could go back and t- t- talk to the 2012 Chanel, uh-huh. what kind of conversation would that be? And what advice would you give her? Uh, I'll <laughs> be probably cut her out. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I'm teasing. Um, no, I would just, you know, I would tell her that you're on the right path. Keep going. You know, it's so you have so far to go um, and you can absolutely reach your dreams. Like, don't ever give up. Stay focused. Um, Be open, learn, grow, you know, constantly learn something um, and just and just go whatever you want. Go for it. Go for it. Okay. Okay. And don't give up. And what would you think a 2012 version of you would say to the, <laughs> to you in that conversation? What? <laughs> um, okay, we'll do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, all right. I would definitely um, receive it. Okay, all right. Well, like I said, you know, this is this is a conversation between us two you know it, it's been mm-hmm. it's been wonderful yes. um chanel narcissist narcissist yep <laughs> where's the project coming out i don't have a set date now I, i've learned to not put a date on things because okay. then i feel like uh if it doesn't come out you just talk right so okay. it will be out when it's out but it is slated for this year. I just have some finishing, some little pieces to finish up. Um, and yeah, but I've already released two singles from the album, which is Make Love to Me, um, available everywhere, as well as Pretty Eyes, which is my newest single that was released in August of last year. Um, that is also with working with DJ King Ray on production, uh, JPZ on bass, and Steve G on guitar. Yes, go listen to Pretty Eyes because that bass line, <laughs> I, I've always told her, I love that bass line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, yes. So in closing, what do you have to say to the world? Um, Just love each other. Be kind to one another. Um, thank you for those who, who don't know me for listening in and, and hopefully supporting me. Those who have been rocking with me from the beginning, thank you for your support. You have no idea what that does to not only myself as an artist, but all the other artists out here. So your support means everything. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for loving my music and sharing my music and purchasing my music, um, watching the videos, you know, all of that matters. And we, we definitely appreciate it. Um, just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for believing in me. And again, supporting me. Thank you to you for giving me this interview because you could have been interviewing anybody else, <laughs> right? But you took the time out to interview me. And I, I just, I'm so grateful for that. And so we need people like you. So thank you so much. Thank you. Just thank you. I'm so grateful. Yes, ma'am. And Dicey said, y'all go support. Purchase the music. Don't download the music. Support and purchase the music. It's only, uh, I guess, a song, what, 99 cents a day? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, $1.29, $1.29, but most likely 99 cents. Yeah. yeah. Streaming, you don't get anything from streaming, really. So, you know, purchasing the music, sharing the video, that, that doesn't cost anything, right? But exactly. definitely purchasing would definitely help us, you know, as independent artists 
to survive in this industry, you know? So just, yeah, thank you for any support that you're willing to give. Thank you. Yes, because y'all can go spend money on shoes. Y'all can spend a dollar twenty nine ninety nine cents on a sock. So, just... <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> um, where can they find you at on social media? How can um, go to my website? I'm at www.chanelcheelnarcissusnarcissus.com. Um, I'm on all social media platforms at Chanel Narcissus. I am um, the bougie soprano uh, on TikTok. I just joined TikTok like a few days ago. <laughs> Ooh, so. TikTok is a beast. I, I, I'm on there. I ain't post nothing, but yeah, I, I'm on there. Yeah, it's definitely I, a learning curve. I tell you that. <laughs> oh, that all right. So before we leave, before we leave, yeah. narcissists. Narcissists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, is that your? How did you come up with that name? It's my name. Oh, <laughs> That's my name. oh. Well then, all right. Hey. <laughs> yeah, I was Where named after my great great grandmother. Okay. Okay. For the side, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, y'all heard it here. That's her <laughs> <laughs> Yes. All right. Well, like I said, this has been another episode of After the Music Stops. I'm your host, DJ Cyclops, with my guest Chanel. Narcissus. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. And like I said, we take you on behind the journey, behind the music on every episode of, of your favorite independent and major artists. Until next time, y'all stay tuned because y'all never know who's next. Right here on Hicks Cartel Radio, be blessed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.